because when when people talk about oh sack your boss and all of that that was never my my story i loved the businesses that i ran you know i had large global businesses with you know nearly 2000 people on my team etc you know and i loved my, i loved the roles that i that i ran i i did and the teams that i led but i think I, it was probably my mid 40s at that point and i just thought well what does the next phase look like Hi, Jeanette. Welcome to the Empower Her podcast. We'd love to hear about your journey and your story about what you're doing and how you got to where you are now. Oh, well, Shreya, thank you so much for inviting me on. I love the title of the podcast. And um, yeah, it's a real pleasure for me to be able to be with you today. So, um, yeah, thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Um, yeah, good stuff. Well. So shall I, so I'll, I'll just give you a bit of a plotted history on me then, shall I, Shreya, and yes. uh, for your listeners as well. Um, so as you can probably tell, I am a Mancunian by my dulcet tone. So I grew up in Manchester, uh, the youngest of three daughters, actually. So I was the baby of the family. Uh, when we were growing up, my dad used to call us the Knicker Brigade. Um, so, yeah, he was surrounded by women. Um, I wear considerably bigger knickers these days than I did back then, but uh, had a very sort of normal childhood, I guess, really, Shrey. You know, grew up in a working class family in Manchester. Um, I was the only one to go to uni, actually, out of my family at the time. So I went off to Leeds University and uh, studied economics and um, came out with the first, which was... Uh, Quite surprising given that I burnt the candle both ends. I think that's probably how you describe my life in general. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, and then and then really when I graduated in 93, there was a recession going on. I was applying for hundreds of jobs, couldn't get anything. Even McCain Oven Chips and Rugby Cement refused me for their graduate scheme. Um, but I managed to get <laughs> managed to get a first proper job. So I, I moved down to London as a government economist on Whitehall. Uh, which I did for a couple of years. And then I knew the grey cardigans of the civil service uh, were not for me. No offence to anyone that's a civil servant. I'm sure there's some really amazing roles, but it wasn't, it wasn't for me. Um, and then I, I, I really jumped into the travel industry um, at that point and sort of started from the bottom and worked my way up. Um, to I've worked for some incredible brands and, and business leaders. So Thomas Cook, First Choice, uh, Saga, Tui. So the last corporate role I did, I was the CEO of the travel division for Saga, uh, which is a, a FTSE 250 listed business. And then before that, I was the managing director of the emerging markets for TUI. So I used to buy, run, sell businesses in India, China, set TUI up in Russia and Ukraine. And so I've always been on that sort of leisure side of the travel industry um, and then about four years ago I jumped out and I decided I wanted to have more freedom choice flexibility in my life so essentially I've now got a portfolio of my own businesses so I do a lot of advisory work um, to help really businesses either scale up and grow so that could be anything from Virgin, um, Claw Hotels who I'm advising right now or through to SMEs, you know, founder-led businesses that want to, to scale and grow. I do a lot of mergers and acquisitions as well. I will advise private equity houses when they want to buy businesses. We have a property investment business. I have my mentoring as well. So I work one-to-one -one with senior leaders to help them kind of take their career or their business to the next level. And I have my podcast, Brave Bold Brilliant, as well. So I'm a fellow podcaster. 
Um, so yeah, so that's kind of a very, very quick canter through. Um, I have my lovely partner, Chris. We've been together 18 years um, and we are living down in lovely South Wales in a place called Mumble. So we live by the sea, but spent 30 years in London. So still have a, a home in London. So back and forward quite a lot. But yeah, travel has been a theme for me, uh, Shreya, over my, my career. But um, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Yeah. So why is it that you decided to leave the corporate world? Yeah, I mean, great question, you know, because when when people talk about, oh, sack your boss and all of that, that was never my my story. I loved the businesses that I ran. You know, I had large global businesses with, you know, nearly 2,000 people on my team, et cetera. You know, and I loved my, I loved the roles that I that I ran, I, I did, and the teams that I led. But I think it was probably my mid-40s at that point, and I just thought, well what does the next phase look like? And when you're doing those big corporate jobs, you know, you're, you're on the hook, obviously, the, the pressure is immense, you're answerable to the shareholders and to the city, etc. So, you know, whilst I loved it, I just thought, you know what, I really want to be more in control of my own diary. I want, I want financial freedom, choice, flexibility, and my partner, Chris, he's 10 years older than me, so he's not some old fossil uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But Chris had retired um, and we, you know, we, we decided we wanted to do more in property. So we wanted to expand our property business, but really to be able to create a life by design, you know, and sort of do interesting stuff on my terms, uh, working with great organisations, but having more of that flexibility around it. So those were sort of the main decisions really for, for me, Shreya. And um, yeah, I mean, never say never, right? Because <laughs> sometimes yeah. there may be, uh, you know, something can come up that sort of tempts you back into that world. But at the moment, I'm really enjoying the the, the, the flexibility that I've got and, the, you know, everything that's um, that comes with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you were working in the corporate world, how was it for you um, in terms of you know, I know you were quite high up the chain. You you got to a high level as an MD. How how was that journey for you as a woman? And were there any challenges that you faced going up the ladder? And how did you overcome that? Yeah, a great question. I mean, listen, it, it, you know, things have shifted, I would say, quite a lot from when I was sort of building my career. Um, but certainly, you know, I was I was pretty much nearly always the only woman in the boardroom with a with a full P and L. Um, you know, so. But I used to always think, you know, if I walk into a room thinking there's going to be a problem, there will be. Yeah. Whereas actually all I can do is do the best job that I can, deliver value uh, for the organisation and, and, you know, try and be true to myself. But, you know, there were lots of times through my career where, I'd, you know, I'd be... I don't know, I'd be in a room with a bunch of great, you know, white middle-class men in, in grey suits, um, you know, and sometimes the, the alpha male um banter shall we say could be quite full on but yes. you know i'm 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 quite ballsy i suppose myself so you know i'm not i'm not a shy retiring type of person so i just used to you know sort of stand my own ground really but yeah there were definitely lots of times in my career where the old imposter syndrome would kick in and i'd be thinking oh god i can't do this i'm not good enough i'm going to get found out which of course is complete nonsense and as you get older you you kind of realize you, you, know, you need to reframe this stuff but yes. um i think sometimes that the biggest blocker in our mind can be ourselves not other yeah. people 
So I didn't have any extreme negative situations. I had amazing male bosses. Make um, that fact, I don't think I've ever worked for a woman thinking about it. Now that might have been symptomatic of the fact that there were so few women in senior roles there. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I've I've had a, a great career, but I had to always really work on my own mindset and, and to really push myself out of my comfort zone um, many times. But yeah, I mean, I just think if you if you if you love business, you love people, you like building amazing teams and delivering for your customers, then actually, you know, business can be can be, um, you know, a real joy comes yeah. with its pressures, of course. But um, yeah. yeah, that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, definitely get pressures. With your podcasting, I know you also do some mentoring and things like that. Um, I know it's not just for women, I'm assuming. It's it's anyone that, that needs the mentoring. What could you kind of talk a little bit about that, what you do and and why you're doing that? Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, I, as I've got, got to the grand old age of 51, which I am now, Shreya, I've kind of really got super clear on what my purpose is, yeah. you know, and, and it's aligned with my the title of my podcast, actually. So I believe that every single person has greatness within them, 100%. But so many people don't live their dreams. Yeah. They, they, they go to their graves full of regrets of, you know, businesses that they wanted to start or relationships that they should have probably got out of and got into something new or places they wanted to visit, you know, but they don't do these things. So for me, I'm really passionate about helping people unlock that greatness. And I do genuinely believe it is by being brave and bold that you're going to get to that brilliant state. So with the with the podcast, um, obviously, that allows me to have a vehicle to interview really interesting people to help and support and guide and inspire that that's the reason for the podcast and when it comes to mentoring when i work with people one-to-one -one, I, I see my role very clearly it's to help them be the best version of themselves mm -hmm. and that could be that they are business owners and um, that want to scale up their business maybe want to sell actually so i can be supporting them with that so whilst it's mentoring it's also combined with advising really business advisory consultancy so i'm quite unique in that sense it's not i don't just do the personal development stuff yeah. that's part of it but it's much more around you know my 30 years in business and how i can help you know either business owners scale up or the other type of client that i will work with will be someone that's in the corporate world maybe they are they've just taken their first director position and they really aspire to become the md the ceo so it's around career progression but it's always about scaling up and growing mm. you know that that's that's the thing um and if, if i look back through my career all of the roles that I've done have always been about growth, transformation, turnaround, internationalization, you know, so those sort of themes really. So when I work with people one-to-one, -one, it really is to help them be the best version. But because it's such a personal relationship, it's very, very bespoke because everyone's situation is different. Everyone yeah. wants to achieve different things. People respond in different ways. So it's very much around, you know, when I start working with someone, the first thing that we'll do is really identify what they're trying to achieve. Where do they want to go? And that could be in terms of the business or their career, or sometimes it's life, you know, <laughs> we've got different things going on. Yeah. Um, 
and then we'll we'll really hone in on okay so for the time we're going to be working together what are the specifics that we really want to sort of shift the dial on so you know very often some people will have that clarity other people don't and it takes a, a little while for us to to kind of define that Mm -hmm. um, I also bring in psychometric profiling as well into the process of mentoring because I think when we understand ourselves and we know what our personality is like, well, then we can actually, you know, make sure we're, you know, uh, playing to our strengths, but also being aware of our blind spots. Right. So, yeah, mentoring, when I work with people, it's it's typically for a 12-month period of time. But to be really honest with you, Shrek, 70% of the people I work with, we end up carrying on for a much longer than that. Sometimes it can be three, four years where I'm working with someone, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah, it's great. I love it. Absolutely love it. I love seeing people smashing it and really, you know, living their, living their true selves, their lives that they want. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I find, um, you know, you're right, as as we get older, especially we, we start getting into that whole routine of living nine to five, just, you know, your standard cut and paste every day, really, nine to five, go home, or if you're working from home, whatever, cook, clean, yeah, you know, be with your kids if you have children, and, and, and that just repeats every day, and people don't really take a step back to think, you know what, am I happy? What do I want in life? What do I want to achieve in life? What do I want to do? Who am I? Those kinds of things, right? Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. And, you know, and we have a lot of pressure, don't we? Sometimes you think, oh my God, everyone wants a piece of me. You know, you know those days where you feel like that, whether it's demands from the business, your team, your family, yeah. your friends, your kids, whatever. And um, it's so important that we spend time um on ourselves and really thinking about what's going to give us joy what's going to you know give us fulfillment and it's not all about financial you know success looks different for different people sometimes yeah. it's never to do with money for other people it very much is you know so we're all different but i think you know if i would encourage anyone that's listening to this do give yourself that that thinking space that time out. even if you don't have a mentor or a coach and i would always recommend having mentors and coaches i always have throughout every single stage of my career and you need different people at different times but even mm -hmm. if you don't have that just just give yourself a break just just literally i don't know go and spend some time on your own in nature in silence whatever just thinking about this stuff because life's too short and we only have one so we want to make it count it's not a dress rehearsal is it no, no absolutely not yeah and you know i guess people that are working full-time for a company you can you know you get holidays whether it's two weeks three weeks five weeks whatever they give you you can just take that one day off to sit on your own and do what you need to do yeah or, or sometimes it might just be that you have a you know you have a few goes at it it could be that you you know you need four five six seven eight times of a you know an hour just sitting in a coffee shop before you start work you know it doesn't always have to be a big chunk of time but you know and if you're if you're working you know find something that you're going to love whatever you do find something you're going to love because when you do then you give your all i mean i'm not saying every day is going to be amazing it's not all sunshine and, and rainbows we know that yeah. but if you can do something that you that gives you joy that you enjoy and you can make money out of it so that you know you're kind of merging your passion with your profession well then that's got to be the sweet spot um so yeah it's not selfish to be selfish yeah so how did you 
balance your health and your well-being in line with your you know i know when you were working for a company and and even now yeah it's difficult but it's so important isn't it i mean you know my weekly commute used to be to beijing or to moscow or to you know to delhi i was i was away probably 60 70 percent of the time so it was tough you know, and I'd be having 12 hour flight, eight hour time differences regularly, you know, sort of three, three weeks out of four, probably I'd be away. So it was very, very difficult. But it's to me, it comes down to good habits and routine. So if I'm not if I don't exercise, I just don't feel on my game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what that looks like for me, will be very different to other people. But, you know, I would always take my training kit. Um, even when I was jet lagged, even I would always make sure I got in the gym, even if I only did something small, it didn't matter. It was the, it was the regularity, the routine of doing it as being part and parcel of my day, therefore part and parcel of who I am, you know? So, so for me, I get my best ideas when I'm running or I'm in the gym, um, it helps me de-stress. You know, and and actually, it's as much about the mental well-being as the physical side of it. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, also, I like to eat and drink. You know, I like a glass of wine, and I I like my food. So it's like a bank account. <laughs> I always yeah. think you you know you've got if you go into the red too much, then you're overdrawn. You know, yeah. you've got to be giving something back. So for me, exercise is absolutely critical. But it's around the routine of of doing it. Um, there's a great book actually that I'd recommend people to read called Atomic Habits. I'm not sure if you've read it, Shreya, um, but it's by James Clear, and it and that is all around you know how you 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 have a cue to maybe you know start a routine. So for me currently, because I'm you know I run the businesses from anywhere wherever I am, but when I wake up in the morning, my training kit I've got it out the night before. It's the first thing I put on. You know, I don't get in the shower or anything. I just put my kit on so I know that I, once I've got that on, I have to go and exercise. I've got no excuse, but that's the cue for me. So that starts the, the sort of the catalyst to take the action, if you see what I mean. But it's that routine. Um, but have I always got it right? No, I haven't, Shreya. Sometimes it goes out the window, you know, when you're really, really busy. And of course, then you can start eating rubbish you know, probably drinking a few too many beers or a few glasses of wine and it can creep up on you, can't it? Not getting yeah. enough sleep. So I think being conscious of this stuff is is so important. Um, but yeah, that's how I've kind of done it over the years, Shreya. It's just become part and parcel of who I am. Yeah, yeah. And you, you mentioned um, the big M word, menopause. Oh, yes, the menopause. <laughs> it's, um, you know, let lots of people are talking about it now which is great um back in the day i mean in kind of my generation well not even my generation i think 10 years ago i didn't i didn't even know no one really talked about it i mean i'm not going through the menopause yet but it it is coming in probably a good few years Mm. how how is that for you yeah, you know what? I think it's so important that we have real conversations around around this um, because, listen, it's going to it's going to affect fifty percent fifty percent of the population, and I would argue probably a hundred percent of the population because you know whether you've got a, a husband, a boyfriend, a partner, friend, male friends, you know that are kind of around you. 
um, sons, etc. You know, so so it's not just a female issue actually, and I think it's yeah. great that we're we're talking about it a lot more. I mean, for me personally, it's hard. I tell you what, I've struggled with. It's hard to know where you're at with it. You know, mm. are you in the menopause? Are you through it? Are you not through it? Are you perimenopausal? All this yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, so so for me, um, I mean, I would say it's kind of coming waves, right? So I would say, so I'm 51 now, but I think I first started probably getting symptoms probably about five years ago. And that for me was like crazy hot sweats. You know, like wake up in the morning and literally the bed would be soaking wet. Like, you know, yeah. he's changing the sheets every day. You know, Chris, my other half, we'd, we'd be laughing. I'd be like a slippery seal, you know. I mean, it was just horrible. <laughs> so that went on for a while. Um, and I was, you know, I was, I, in fact, I'm still on the pill now, actually. So, um, you know, that everyone's different. But, um, but yeah, so, so that kind of happened. And then that stopped. And then I would say I go through phases where um, sometimes I feel a bit overwhelmed about stuff. <laughs> Um, yeah. And a bit of the old brain fog will will kick in every now and then, um, so that's probably more recently. Um, I did go. I've gone to the doctors and, and sort of got my blood sort of done so they can see where you're up to and what have you. And I'm actually perimenopausal, so oh. I've not gone through it yet. And I think the definition of the menopause is when you've not had a period for twelve months and then you, you know you kind of through it. So. I'm still still sort of in the middle, if you like. One thing I haven't been, though, Shreya, I've not been, I get a little bit more emotional, mm. um, but I've not had crazy mood swings or what, you know, I mean, some women, they want to absolutely stab their partners to death, you know, <laughs> it's this real anger kind of issues. Yeah, but yeah. I, think, I think there are about 36 different um, symptoms of the menopause. And some days I think I've got them all and other days I've got none, you know, so it's just very up and down. But I think um, I think talking about it, I think for, for some women, you know, whether you need to have HRT, then, you know, that can really help. I've got friends of mine who, who are using the gel. Um, so I think it's just really important to acknowledge what's going on, appreciate that everyone is different. So your symptoms could be very different. Um, and yeah, go, go, go get yourself checked out. Go and see the, see what the doctor's got to say and what the options could be. But I think what I've realized as well is that even more important is the food I'm eating, the sleep I'm getting, hydrating, exercise. So all of those kind of things that are good for you at any age yeah. i would say are even more important um at this point and you know things like you know your, your skin's changing like your collagen's less and you, <laughs> there's all sorts of stuff happening um but i think talk about it is the most important thing and and try not to, i try not to take these things too seriously you know i'll i'll kind of call it out and go oh god I'm having, I'm having a menopausal blonde moment i'm sorry i've just completely yeah. forgot what i was about to say you know and it's not to undermine it and to underplay the importance but i just think oh you know let's try and lighten up about this and have real conversations yeah. you know so yeah so that's kind of where i am really straight so not through it but um bit of a roller coaster so don't be surprised it doesn't all just happen in one go it can go yeah. on for years you know some people have it you know for 10 years they could be going through so other people other women don't feel anything at all any different you know so it's hard I feel like there's um there's so much information out there about it now and I do feel a bit like information overload mm. and then and then you start kind of thinking have I got it haven't I got it 
is this a symptom of it? Is this not a symptom of it? Is this, you know, I, I don't know what's going on sometimes. And you, you've got this, like you said, you know, perimenopausal. How do I know if I'm perimenopausal? I, it, it's, you know, there's no, there's no checklist. Like yeah. these three yeah. symptoms means this, and these three symptoms means it, you know, there, there's, it, it's difficult, right? Yeah, absolutely, hard. absolutely. But I mean, if you've not had a period for twelve months, then yeah. you are you 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 you've, you're through the menopause. You're post menopause, or you know that's it. If you're still having periods and they may be intermittent, you know, because I'm a bit, I'll have like intermittent um kind of you know periods and stuff. But it's 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 definitely not regular. Let's just say you know, and it's um yeah. it, it's a. I mean, I mean, the other thing that I'm talking very openly here is um fibroids. So I've got quite a few fibroids so the, the when you have things like that going on you immediately think oh my god is it cancer right i think that's yeah, just a yeah. human natural reaction but again you know i've gone and got myself tested and i've got something like 15 fibroids so we kind of talked about you know how you manage your wellness and balance that right um in terms of any advice that you, you could give to women out there with you know just general advice um trying to reach their goals whether they're health related or wealth related um what one piece of empowering advice would you give oh gosh right that's that's a good one i think um i think the the first thing i would say is you've got to believe in yourself you know so so you know get clear on what you really want but then work on your mindset to know that you can achieve anything so it's probably not one piece of advice, it's probably two pieces of advice. <laughs> so, so yeah, get, get really clear on what you want and what's gonna what you know, what you what legacy do you want to leave? What you know, why are you here? And there's some big questions in all of that, as we said. But I think once you've got that, you know, it's that self-belief, you know, because I think it's the purpose plus belief plus action is what's gonna yeah. get you the results. So there's probably three elements. Uh, get clear, believe in yourself, and then just take massive action. Um, you know, and, and and it's okay to fail as well. You know, accept that you're going to fail at stuff. And if you're not failing, then you're not trying. You're actually in your yeah. comfort zone. <laughs> so I think for anyone wanting to make a step change, you've got to realize that you know if you do what you've always done, you will get what you've always got. So. Yeah. So change has to start with us, but it always starts kind of, you know, um, as an inside job, really, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on on money? So in terms of, you know, we all say, well, not we all say, but a lot of people say money doesn't bring you happiness, which I get, but we all need money mm -hmm. in this yeah. world, right? Um, and do you think, when people say money doesn't bring you happiness and you know it's not about the money do you think that's more of a, a kind of negative thing for people to say yeah i think it's a massively negative thing to say and probably the people that say that haven't got money i would <laughs> i would expect <laughs> most of the time um but you know i think you're right there's a lot of stereotypes around money isn't there and money mindset and often it will come from maybe our you know our, our upbringing there's children or whatever you know i mean i as i say i grew up in a very loving family but you know very sort of working class family and you know there would be sayings oh money money doesn't grow on trees money doesn't buy happiness money's the root of all evil you know this kind of stuff will get banded around whereas actually you know with money you can do a huge amount of good 
So I, I think, you know, there's people shouldn't be ashamed to say, I want to be, you know, financially affluent. I want to have money in my life because that's going to allow me to one, live the life that I want to live, whatever that looks like. But two, you know, money can, can help other people, you know, whether you want to, I don't know, set up a charity or donate or whatever it might be you know so i think there's a naivety around you know money makes the world go go round right but um i think people sometimes don't admit that they want money everyone wants money who doesn't want yeah. money i'm sorry i think that's absolute they're, they're, they're kind of lying to themselves really and it's a lot it might not buy you happiness but i tell you what it doesn't half give you choices and it doesn't yeah. half allow you to have more opportunities um, than, than if you haven't got money. If you're worried about paying the gas bill or putting food on the table, that's not a very happy place to be. Um, yeah. You know, so so I think actually money money is a is a is a great thing, and I think to be financially independent, you know, also as a woman. You know, I've always I've always known that I can be self-sufficient regardless of my circumstances. Right. Yeah. I've, I've never wanted to be beholden to anyone. Now, I'm in a really loving relationship with Chris, you know, Chris, and we have our life is together. Our finances, you know, are together. But I also know that I have got the ability to look after myself i'm not dependent on anyone and i think as as a woman this is not from my own perspective that's always been the case i've always worked i've always had my own money i've never been you know sort of reliant on anyone else and if i lost it all tomorrow i know that i would work my ass off to sort myself out so that i was not in a in a bad financial position you know because i think it's so important that we can um have that reassurance really that you can pay the bills and you can live a life I'm not saying it has to be an opulent lifestyle but that you can live the life that you really want so i think there's a lot it's complex isn't it this whole money mindset but i think very often people repel money as well you know because they don't really they don't know how to deal with money when it comes to them that's why you get these lottery winners you know they win millions and then a couple of years right. later it's all gone you know why is yeah. that because they, they're repelling the money away because probably they don't deserve they should have it you know so there's a whole piece of our psychology um but it's an interesting topic shreya mm. it really is i i think we need to kind of change the narrative a bit i think money does can buy you happiness up to a point i'm not saying it's going to make your life um really happy you know there could be other stuff going on in your life that that's quite unhappy but um if we don't change the narrative and and say money can buy you happiness um instead of saying money doesn't buy you happiness then we can start shifting that absolutely 100 percent. is it not joyful to be able to go away and have a summer holiday um with your family well that costs money right is yeah. it is it is it nice to be able to i don't know buy a pair of trainers that you want or or something okay well that costs money um is it nice to be able to have a roof over your head and to be warm well that costs money you know so there's, there's a whole naivety around it which i think is 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 i don't think is healthy i agree with you um so we're not saying you have to be a multi-millionaire or a billionaire or whatever and if you do yeah. then bloody great for you actually yeah. <laughs> good on you for doing what you needed to get there um yeah. You know, so, so I think that's I think the thing is a lot of people, they, they want money, but they're not necessarily prepared to take as much action as is needed to be able to create wealth, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And perhaps there's that mindset there where they think, well, there's no point in making money because it's not going to bring me happiness. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes self-fulfilling, doesn't it? If you think yeah. that, then that's that's exactly, you know, you, you're going to manifest what you what you think about, right? So if you've got a negative perception about something, then you're, you're going to see more negative, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's definitely about the the mindset mindset shift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> I agree. But that's the case with anything in life, isn't it? Really, I, I, I'm I'm a big believer in you know visualization, manifestations. I, I do my meditation. I do my affirmations in the more have a real strict morning routine um, that involves also my exercise and stuff. But yeah, I do. I say out loud what 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 is it that I want, and I picture myself in that future state of whatever it might be. You know and. And I honestly believe that when you have an open mind, you attract stuff to you, genuinely. Yeah. But if you have a negative mindset, then you're going to attract more negative, right? I, I believe that. Um, yeah. Other people have a different view, and I respect that. But for me, I, you know, I visualizing your future or visualizing what you want, and you know, it, it, you've got to take the action. Of course, you. Have. <laughs> but yeah, you know, yeah. it's got to start here. Because if you yeah. don't believe it, how's anyone else going to believe it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I'm a um, huge advocate for collaboration and, and networks and, you know, connecting the dots between people. What, what things, well, to all our listeners out there, what, what connections can they bring to you? Well, listen, I, I think any, val any human connection is valuable, right? And it's a joy, isn't it, to meet people or to connect with people, whether that's in the virtual world of social media. You know, I put quite a lot of content out on, on my social media, which, you know, I do it to help people, you know, and if there's something that I, I've learned or lessons or, you know, things that have helped me, then why wouldn't I want to share that with people? So I think any any connection, any human interaction, whether it's virtual or in, in person, is got to be a good thing, you know. So I think what what... The, the the approach I've tried to take Shreya, through my kind of career in life has been lead with value, you know, mm -hmm. lead with value, be a good person, put good out in the world. It's not about giving to receive, but the law of reciprocity tends to have a way of working. And it might not be that, that that's good stuff comes back to you directly from that, that the person you may have been um, generous with. You know, actually, it will come back in all different shapes or shapes or forms. So I always think, you know, when it comes down to connections, networking, you know, always think about how can you help the other person first. And that might just be something as simple as, I don't know, a little bit of advice or that you can introduce them to someone. And I think if you lead with that, it will come back to you tenfold. Um, so I, I, that would be my advice. But I think all human connection is, is valuable. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that anyone can help you with right now? Um, oh, well, I'm actually looking at, at how I scale up my brand, Brave, Bold, Brilliant. So I'm doing yeah. a whole big kind of strategic review and um, at, at the minute. So any kind of feedback around Brave, Bold, Brilliant is always very, very welcome. 
absolutely yeah. because then that just gives me you know what what are the things that people like about it what are the things that maybe i i could be doing that i'm not you know leveraging the brand for at the moment so yeah i mean i'm always interested to hear from other people and to get feedback you know feedback is the breakfast of champions as they say shreya um <laughs> so sometimes we don't always like what we hear but it's yeah. um it's a perspective isn't it for us to then consider um so yeah any any feedback on brave bold brilliant as a brand not just as a podcast but as a brand it would be very welcome for me yeah that's brilliant thank you so much Jeanette on being on the empower her podcast you are very welcome I've loved our conversation good luck with it all as well from one podcaster to another I know you're going to smash it so thank you for having me on it's been really really lovely experience Thanks so much, Jeanette. I really hope you've enjoyed Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Don't forget to subscribe and share with all your friends. And if you've enjoyed listening, I'd love it if you'd leave me a five-star review.